Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcast, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at any online book retailer you prefer. Check it out today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand, both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Dave Sanderson helps entrepreneurs, business executives, authors, and coaches build seven-figure incomes by finding what their true distinct advantage in their life is. And this is something that he calls their pitch, P-I-T-T-C-H-E, which stands for point in time that changes everything. Dave has been listed in Inc.'s 100 top leadership speakers, and he's a top producer in some of the largest sales organizations in the world. His first book, Moments Matter, is about how one defining moment can create a lifetime of purpose in your life. And what might be the most interesting fact of all, and perhaps the core driver of that content, Dave survived a plane crash that today we respectfully call the Miracle on the Hudson. Dave, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for having me. I'm I'm honored to be with you today. Well, I gave a yeoman's effort at introducing you, and I'm wondering if you could share a little bit more about what you're doing today in the marketplace. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I've got a couple of things that we're working on. Number one, I was uh, asked to go back into the corporate world last year. And the reason why, Ed, was because I made a 10-year goal. When I was with Tony Robbins, the head of security for him, I've watched him do 10-year goals and I made a 10-year goal to take what I've learned his last 10 years since the miracle on the Hudson and some of the leadership lessons that I write about back into the corporate world and really teach how to be a have personal leadership with servant leadership to be a real leader in your organization. So I'm doing that. Plus, I'm also, uh, my next book will be launching here in about three weeks. We're really excited about that. That's about uh, an experience that I have from a mentor that came into my life in 1984 that taught me lessons that, candidly, I didn't know what I was getting until uh, shortly before he passed away. He gave them to me, and those were the lessons that he was given to him by his mentor in 1929. And uh, he uh, taught those to me and uh, asked me not to let it die. And that's what this next book's about, is sharing those leadership lessons that uh, are eternal, that uh, don't change over time. Wow. Well, a couple of quick questions I have for you, Dave. So does your new book have a title? Yes. Yes, it does. It says, God gives you the lessons when you are ready. Okay, fantastic. And is it available for pre-buy on Amazon yet will, or anywhere? November 6th, it'll be on a pre-buy from Amazon, and we're officially launching it in Winchester, Virginia, my hometown, on November 18th. And we're really excited about doing that in a very public uh, format. 
Oh, terrific. Well, it sounds like a great book and any leadership lessons that have been around since 1929 that still apply today, I think is something that people should pay attention to. I agree. I agree. Thank you very much. And when you talk about going back into the corporate world, are you describing employment? So are you employed by a company or are you? I am. uh, Okay, great. I am. Yes, I was uh, approached by uh, one of my former companies and he uh, he made me an offer and really matched up with my 10-year plan. So for the next couple of years, Ed, we're going to be doing that as we uh, teach leadership and how to be a real servant leader uh, in the uh, corporate organization. So, yes. Fantastic. Well, best of luck on that front. Thank you. So I mentioned the miracle on the Hudson, and I'm not attempting to steal any of the story that you might want to share. Uh, I'm wondering if you'd love to tell us a little bit about what you experienced there, because when I think about bravery in the workplace, even though the plane ride, and maybe you were on your way to a speaking engagement or to do work, I can only imagine or can't imagine the amount of bravery that was shown that day. Uh, you know, what do you think about when you think about that day? Well, that was a lot, definitely a life-changing day. And I, here, here's a couple of the key highlights that I, I talk about now, which I hadn't talked about for many years, is number one, I was not supposed to be on that plane. I was really? on the five o'clock flight and we got done early in my job. We worked in a distribution center that day in Brooklyn, New York. And I tell people, if you've never been or worked inside of distribution centers, they open up really early in the morning. So uh, to be in the middle of all the trucks coming in, logistics, we started early. So we got done early and I wanted to get home early because I was in a three-day business trip and I got put on U.S. Airways Flight 1549. So number one, I wasn't supposed to be on that plane. But second, um, one of the things that really come through is you, you never really are ready for something like this. But what I believe is all the things that you've learned and the leadership lessons that you've been taught do come into play. And if you've paid attention and stayed awake and have awareness, and uh, you will uh, be able to give yourself a much better opportunity to survive the uh, situation. So it, it was a, it was one of those situations that as we you've probably seen whether you've seen the movie or just heard some people who've spoken about it or me speak about it. Uh, there were many times when many people had to be brave that day. And um, I think that that's uh, one of the things that really came out is the bravery of everybody who pulled together. And one of the things I talk about is checking your ego at the door. Because one of the things you realize, Ed, in something like this, is that sometimes you don't have the best skill set. Somebody else may have a better skill set. So sometimes you think you can handle everything. Best, best to check your ego, let somebody else who – handle it better so you can give you a better opportunity to uh, survive. Well, especially when you think about something happening that was unexpected, right? Uh, Oftentimes there are things that happen that are expected. And so you are better prepared or have thought through options that you might do in order to make progress. And then there are events, which this certainly was U.S. Airways Flight 1549 taking off, I'm sure, for a normal uh, trip and then having this unusual event occur that created an unexpected emergency. And so when you look back, Dave, on the passengers there, there were 150 of you on the flight. Uh, you know, were people working together? Were they an instant team attempting to exit the plane successfully? Or was it havoc and chaos and, you know, everyone pushing their way to get to the door first? No, I th- what I tell people, I think it's a great business case. If you really want to dissect it, if you go to break all these different aspects down because number one, um, yes, no one was, you know, out of sorts. And one of the things I learned from this experience, and this is a great lesson that I now talk about, is out of those 150 passengers, not crew, passengers, you know, there were really only one family and maybe a couple other just 
ordinary passengers. The rest were business passengers. So I, I, re I really came to light for me. And when I actually was several months later, I was in Orlando and I was flying first class that day. And I got a chance. I always speak to the captain, first officer, and he brought something to my attention that really woke me up. And he said, even if I could do what happened in New York here, say I had to ditch the plane or you know, land the plane in the Lake Okeechobee, it doesn't matter because the passenger makeup of the plane made all the difference. I said, why? He says, yeah, look, he said, look around you. You look around and most of the passengers that say fly out of Orlando are tourists, you know, going to mm -hmm, down mm -hmm. vacation. And there are a few people like me who are on business. He goes, it's just the opposite coming out of New York. And he said, the business people most likely took care of their own business. So the variables you had to deal with were smaller than what we had to deal with here. And that was a great lesson because, you know, you teach, you have to really be aware of what your, your team is and team effectiveness, which I talk about in my new book. You know, the mindset of somebody who uh, who may not be who, who's just a, who's a casual traveler who may not be aware of all the things and resources that you may have available to uh, to accomplish things. So it's a great business case. I tell people, I say, if you don't want to break it down, let's lock the door. We'll break it down. And you can learn a lot of things that, uh, about business from this experience. Well, we hope people continue to talk about the story. Uh, you know, Chesley Sullenberger and Jeffrey Skiles, the captain and co-captain and I think many people may have seen the movie Sully. I think George Clooney played you, correct? Yeah, I wish. No, unfortunately, it was a gentleman who was actually had hair, which was first thing, <laughs> first thing that stood out to me is like the dude's got hair. You know? There you go. So, Well, you know, this is a fantastic story, right? I mean, we don't have time today, but I would hope as people hear you speak or read your forthcoming book that they can learn some of the lessons, especially around what you know I think of, which was an unexpected event because – in organizations, we anticipate so many things as being expected that, A, we don't always think about the unexpected. So it's here's what's going to happen, but we don't really think about what else could happen. Or sometimes things happen that nobody even anticipated. So I hope there are great lessons for all of those uh, topics in your book. Thank you. I think I think people, once they open it, they'll see the storyline and what really happened and the lessons that were really taught and how he learned those while he was opening up all these movie theaters and restaurants in the 30s and 40s and 50s that he learned are, are just as applicable today uh, because I, it, it success leaves clues, as we all know. Right, right. And this is the mentor who uh, shared with you some insights and observations that act as kind of the core of your forthcoming book. That's correct. Got it. So, Dave, when you think about bravery in the workplace, and certainly you could think about your own bravery or bravery of people that you work with, you know, are there any particular words or phrases that come to mind? Uh, I yes, I as I as I think about that, number one, I would think about bravery. You have to have focused execution. You have to be able to. And one, one of the great things about what I learned, one of the things I learned that day is, you got you got disassociate and focus in on what the most important thing is and what I call what you know what matters most right that's why I call moments matter but you know keep the main thing the main thing so that's number one I think in bravery number two is the ability to be resourceful and you know my time with uh, Tony Robbins as head of security one of the things that he talked about consistently about this thought topic is is the, the key thing now is not about the resources you don't have is how resourceful you are with what you do have and right now, there's a lot of people seeing lack, whether it's finances or faith or hope or, or just generally. And it's not, don't look at that. Look at the other side is 
What can I do with that? Well, how resourceful can I be? Third, I would say gratitude. I think part of bravery is being grateful for the opportunity to step up. And I think, that, and I talk about how, how this situation for me trans, is transforming. It transformed me with more gratitude in my life. And, and, for, and fifth, I, fourth, I would say, is the ability to stay aware and awake. Brave, you know, part of bravery is you got to be able to understand what's going on around you all the time so you can make the, make the risk, risk assessments quickly to make the best judgment call you can make. Well, great. I heard four ideas just to recap for our listeners. Focused execution, be resourceful, stay aware and awake, and show gratitude. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more, Dave, about being resourceful as I think about how we can help our listeners. Uh, how can I be more resourceful? So if there's something I need to do that needs to get done or need to say that needs to be said, you know, how can I be a little bit more resourceful than I might be today? I'll give you an example from the plane during the, during the crash. So what happened for me was once we got down and I figured out that I was alive, which was number one, because you don't think right. you're going to survive. <laughs> that's, that's mission number one mission for everybody. One, I'm alive. Now what do I do? Uh, so my game plan was get to the aisle, get up and get out. That was my game plan. But when I looked up and is I saw people climbing over seats to get out of the plane. And one of the things I get questioned about a lot when I do interviews is, is that picture of people standing on the wings and it was, how did people get out there? Well, how they got out there is they got resourceful. They, they didn't, I, my, me, I wasn't resourceful at that moment. I was thinking aisle, aisle, aisle. Well, all of a sudden you see people climbing on seats. Now, great metaphor or less now this is when you think you only have one option to get something done, you stay awake, stay aware, look around you and think about what are the other ways I can get something accomplished. Multiple options or choices will open up. So, so I actually climbed over the seats to get to the back of the plane to see if anybody needed help. So that was a great lesson on, on how to be resourceful. And because, you know, I, and I, one of the things I talk about is all the senses. You got to employ all your senses to be resourceful. Whether, you know, people really think about really three main senses, right? Vision, right? Auditory or kinesthetic, how you feel. But there's other two other senses that you can employ likewise. There's olfactory and gustatory, what you smell and what you taste. And so if you can employ these senses, all of a sudden you can become much more resourceful. And I actually, when, when I do my workshops, Ed, I actually show people how you can do that by just playing a little game. And all of a sudden people, they can't win the game. And the reason they can't win the game is because they're so locked and loaded on one, one of their senses, whether it's vision, auditory, kinesthetic. Instead of opening their mind up saying, you know what, if I think if I use all everything I've got, now I see it as plain as day. So most of most of the time, I think most of the answers are right in front of us if we ask a better question and become more resourceful. Well, I love that model in respect to resourcefulness, because it sounds like what you're also saying, and I'm not attempting to put words in your mouth, is options and choices, right? That if I need to say something that needs to be said or do something that needs to be done, I should first also think about, well, what are the multiple options I can take in order to make great progress on this? Oftentimes, if we have to say something that's very hard, like have a conversation with my boss about a behavior that my boss is doing that's disruptive, I think there's one way to do it, and it's going to be one outcome, and it's not going to be good, and hence I might avoid doing it. But if I think about multiple options and ways to do it, I might find a path that's very doable. 
Right. And I, one of the things I've learned about being around leaders and hopefully stepping up and doing it myself is this, is what do you really want to do about not being resourceful, but in life is most people think, like I mentioned, just think there's one way to do something done. But most of the times people think of options. And what options is I either or I can do this or that. That's better than just knowing and having one option. But what really leaders do is look for choices. And choices means you have three ways to get something done. You look for three different ways to get accomplished. That's much better than having an option because now you can make a call. If you have three different ways to get something done, you, options either either or. Either or may be not the way to go. But if you have a choice, you have a much better opportunity to make the right choice than you do have to select an option. Well, I love that as a model that we're just now making up, which is, or maybe you're, this is something that you talk about in your work, which is anytime you have something to do that feels like it requires bravery is always think of three options. Even if you only have one option and you think this is what I need to do, sit back and say, you know, what are two other ways I can do this or say this to ensure that you are really challenging your own thinking and the own, you know, uh, box that you're working in to ensure that you're exploring all the different ways that you could do something to find the best path forward. That's correct. You got it. How about stay aware and awake? Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean with that piece of advice? Well, I really can I'm going to talk more something I learned from reading the Bible is, you know, one of the things that whether you believe there's a gentleman named Jesus, I believe there's a gentleman who walked there named Jesus. One of the things he taught was when he was in the garden, he was with some disciples and he just told them to stay awake, and they couldn't even stay awake. And all of a sudden, look what happened. And that's that was a great lesson for me is sometimes in life, and most of the times in life, if you just stay aware, if you just stay awake and watch and, and listen and, and feel what's going on, you have the opportunity not only to step up and, and help somebody else or be a servant leader or be brave, but you have, much, have the opportunity to have many more different opportunities in life. So I, I tell people all the time, one of the things I, and I talk about in my book, Moments Matter, is that day, if I didn't stay aware of all the different things that were going on around me, even to the point where I, when I had to jump into water, Ed, I had, you know, one of the things that people don't understand is, yes, the water was 36 degrees. Yes, I did have my clothes on, but there's also jet fuel. And if I wasn't aware of some of these things like that that were going on. It could have been a whole different situation for me. So I tell people, you you just you constantly, even you know, I watch even on a plane now, who's not staying awake, who's not being aware because if something does happen, those are the people who are probably going to be the uh, most challenged people. Sure. And, you know, I love that perspective because I think for all corporate employees who are extremely busy in their roles and whether they are or aren't is a whole nother podcast, but, you know, who perceive themselves to be extremely busy, you know, they're not always aware and awake of things that are happening around them and they miss stuff, right? So I'm not suggesting everybody should be a superhero and save every, uh, issue that's going on around them, but you definitely need to ensure that you're very aware of what's happening around you so that you can manage your experience better. That's right. Lead, lead yourself first. Yeah. Lead yourself first. Fantastic. Any other words or phrases that you think of, Dave, when you think about bravery in the workplace? Well, I just think, you know, bravery in the workplace, you have faith. And right now, I think one of the things I talk about, Ed, is I think everybody, I talk about this before, but now everybody's going through what I call a personal plane crash moment. And, and, and right now, everybody's had, had to face this situation. We're all facing with called COVID. And no one expected it. And, Kaylin, we didn't ask for it. But in life, sometimes you don't get a vote, right? It had just happened. So you got to have faith that people will do the right thing. And But you got to be also be able to make the right judgments for yourself. 
And I and that's one in the corporate office and what I talked about I'm back in the corporate world right now. You know, I, I've I've learned to be less emotional and just uh, I think of things positively about people like, you know what, they're doing the best they can. Maybe they don't have the resourcefulness they need. How can I help them be me be more resourceful? So I, I ask myself different questions and really it comes around just having faith that I, you know, I've I've had experiences now that I can call upon. So when times get tough, you know, I say, you know what, if I could survive a plane crash, I could pretty much handle this. I've got faith. <laughs> I have faith that, you know what, I have faith in myself that I can pull this thing off. Yeah, it's going to be rough. And right now we're all in this situation. But the people right now with the most faith and resourcefulness are the ones who are, are growing during this during this situation. Well, and the virus is another example of an unexpected event, just like a plane crash, right? So I like how you bring those together because all of us at some point may have a personal plane crash moment. And how do I behave? How do I act? How do I react? And and am I doing it in ways that I'm showing that I'm aware and awake to what's happening so I can navigate through it effectively? And leaders lead again because they're, they, have, they step out first. They're brave enough to say, you know what, I'll go first. I'll show you the way. And one of the things I talk about about this, and hopefully this will sort of tie it all together, one of the things I talk about in my talk now is something I learned from my mentor, Bill, in the book. And he talked about this because he learned it back, back in the 30s. Is he, he said 5 plus 15 is better than 15 plus 5. And when I first heard that back in, in the late 1980s, I didn't understand what it meant. But what he meant by this, he says, most managers believe in giving you 15 minutes of how to get something done and give you five minutes to ask questions. But leaders will step up and give you five minutes of what they want done and then let you ask them for 15 minutes, let them ask you questions to help them design their own way to get it done. Helping them to become the leader they're meant to be. A totally different distinction on the same different two different the same numbers, just a different way to look at it. Wow. Well, fantastic perspective, Dave. Thank you so much for your time today. I have one last question, which is, do you still fly? I flew the next day and I fly, well, not this year. I'll I, I caveat that. Of course not, right. I average more than 80 flights a year until this year. So yeah, wow. still fly. Well, if folks want to get in touch with you to hear more about your story or to talk with you about your business, what are some ways they can? Well, I appreciate that. And so if they would go to my website at davesandersonspeaks.com, uh, they'll be able to find some information about me and also the information about our book launch will be coming up. It'd be honored if somebody would go out and just check this out because I think it can really change the direction of your life. And the best way is, as you and I talked about earlier, is LinkedIn because I I post something every day about a new leadership nugget that I learned or not only during the situation called the miracle on the Hudson or through my mentor. But what I think people are leading now is somebody giving them good, good information every day. So every day, check me out on LinkedIn and um, you'll know, so get some great leadership tips. And on my uh, show on the, uh, the Alexa platform, it's called Voice of Personal Leadership. That's another great way to, to learn some of these leadership tips and interact with me. Fantastic, Dave. Thanks again for joining us. It was really great speaking with you. Thank you, Ed. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. We hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Apple, Google, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitchers, and TuneIn. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800 222 5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And as a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available everywhere online. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.